Hello, 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 and welcome to Kale's Movie Hour. I'm your host, Kale Deckett, and we are on Wildcat 91.9, You Belong. This is actually my first show recording from home. It is a pre-recorded show recorded from home. The summer movie season does not stop. Movies come out during the summer, so I'm not going to stop. And I'm going to record from home. As this is my first show recording from home, please have a little grace with me. If there's any mistakes, it may not be perfect. Who knows how this is going to turn out. I got the best mic possible that I could get that is in my price range that would not cause me to break the bank. And I think it sounds pretty good. Uh, but yeah, with that little tidbit out of the way, let's get my first show from home going. I'm going to start out with a little off the top, uh, promoting my social media. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, input, anything you want to tell me about, or if you just want to see what I'm talking about, follow me on my Twitter at Kale underscore Decket. That's at C-A-L-E underscore D-E-E. K-A-T. Uh, I also have an Instagram that's at dig68, at D-I-G-S-6-8, and I also have a letterboxd if you want to see some early movie reviews, although I started putting little early movie tidbits on my Twitter. I will like to, would like to use letterboxd more, but sometimes Twitter is easier, but my letterboxd is also at dig68. Uh, the rundown for today's show, we're going to start out with some trailers. We're going to go into some news stories, and we're going to go into some reviews. And if we have time, we'll go into the box office. As I am pre-recording this on a Saturday, I have to do the box office numbers that are available to me on a Saturday. And that's pretty much how it is going to be all summer as I am recording from home. But let's get this show on the road and talk about our first trailer Haunted Mansion. God, give us a break. There's so many bad people in the world. Haunt them. Amen. I do like surprises. Is anybody else seeing this? I hope you do, too. We're in a fight, whether we like it or not. Or else we're stuck here for eternity. If this comes down to an exorcism, we're in big trouble. This house is dripping with souls. But there's always room for one more. If you recall, I was pleasantly surprised by the first teaser trailer for Haunted Mansion. I did not expect it to look as good as it did. And I definitely think this trailer is... Um, it's not as good as the last trailer, but I am still liking the vibe coming from this movie. It does look something, looks like something very different for Disney. This isn't the type of movie Disney usually does. It has some horror, obviously has some horror elements to it. And like, I don't think it's anything too scary because they want kids to watch it, but it is nice to see some horror elements. I do like some of the jokes in this trailer. I started out the clip with the dear God joke. Uh, that Owen Wilson does. I that had me laughing pretty hard. Uh, there, there's the ending joke at this tra- of this trailer when they're talking to a police officer describing who mugged them, and it's a picture of the top hat ghost. I think there's gonna be a lot of references in this movie for fans of the Haunted Mansion ride. I haven't been privileged enough to go to Disney World, so I don't really have any connection to the Haunted Mansion ride but I'm sure people who have would 
love will love all the references in this movie but yeah there's a star studded cast it looks very fun i'm actually pretty excited for this and i think if it is good i think it could make a lot of money this summer if disney advertises it right they haven't really advertised it much because a lot of their focus is on the little mermaid review for that coming next week but i think once the little mermaid is out a lot of their advertising push will go to this movie and i hope this movie does well if it is good and it does indeed look good the next trailer i would like to discuss is the trailer for five nights at freddy's welcome to freddy fazbear's pizzeria where fantasy and fun come to life hit it guys if you're watching this video it means you've been selected as Freddy's newest security guard. Hello? We're going to have so much fun together. This is obviously more of a short teaser more than anything, but, um, and there was a longer trailer that got leaked, uh, a couple weeks back, but I am, I, I think this looks very good. Uh, it is capturing the vibe, the exact vibe I want it to. I'm not like a big Five Nights at Freddy's fan, but I've played the game like most people have and this is capturing the exact vibe needed the uh costumes created by the jim henson creature shop look great i think they look they capture the characters from the game exactly how they should look i know some people have complained about the red eyes and i guess i can kind of see the complaint i don't really care about the red eyes or what color they are i think it looks fine either way um, I'm still curious to see if this movie is going to be rated R or PG-13. I don't know if it's been officially confirmed. And it is still a little worrying that this is going to be a simultaneous release on Peacock and in theaters. It sounds like they may not have a lot of hope for it. And I'm curious what its box office is going to be like with it also being available on Peacock. Something tells me its box office won't be affected that much because how many people actually have peacock i'm sure its box office will be fine but yeah i'm really liking what i'm seeing so far we get a little bit of matthew lillard in the trailer i'm very excited to see matthew lillard playing uh is it michael or is william afton i think but yeah i'm i'm excited for this movie uh and it comes out in october it comes out october 27th and i'm very excited the next trailer we have to talk about is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Ethan, what's your objective? What's your ultimate objective? Your life will always matter more to me than my own. None of our lives can matter more than this mission. I don't accept that. 
This is another movie I am pretty excited for. I haven't seen all the Mission Impossible movies, I will admit. I will have seen all of them by the time I see this, obviously. But this movie looks very good. I really like the way the action looks in this movie. I liked the way the action looked in Fallout, but I just never got around to seeing it. Apparently that one's very good. And this is supposed to be the finale of the Mission Impossible movies. And the trailers have just looked very good to me, very intense. They really get my adrenaline pumping i'm curious what cliffhanger they'll end this movie on since it is part one i know there's a character in this trailer that's like returning from the first mission impossible movie i hope this movie does well maybe this i hope hopefully the all the crowd that saw top gun maverick will transfer over to this movie i'm sure paramount would love that but yeah this trailer's just really getting my blood pumping it really uh, it is giving the vibe of like a big finale for the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, Tom Cruise, I I really liked him in Top Gun Maverick. He's uh, I, he's giving me some good vibes here. I'm just I'm just excited to watch this one. I I'm I'm all for a good action movie, and this one comes out uh, at some point in July. I can't remember the release date, but yeah, this one looks like a lot of fun. Uh, Tom Cruise doing crazy stunts, old man but doing these crazy stunts like driving a motorcycle off a cliff or riding in a train that's falling off a ledge or a cliff or whatever. I'm excited to see what crazy stuff Tom Cruise does in this movie. And the people who saw some of the footage at CinemaCon really liked it. They showed an extended car chase at CinemaCon and people were raving about the extended car chase they showed there. So I'm, I'm excited to see what this movie's got. I can't wait for next month to, oh, not next month, uh, July to watch this one. The next trailer we have to talk about is the trailer for Nimona. Now, I'm not really going to play the uh, audio tra uh, from the trailer for this because the audio from the trailer for this does not really correlate with what the movie is actually about, and I think it'll just sound confusing over the radio but this was originally a blue sky movie before disney shut down blue sky and then netflix acquired it and they finished it and now it's finally coming out on june 30th i'm very excited for this i believe it is great based off a graphic novel uh and it's about this fantasy world where this girl is able to shapeshift the teaser trailer is only about a minute long and you don't get to see a lot of the movie but you do get to see some very fluid animation of her shape shifting the animation looks very good definitely very different from what we've seen from blue sky before so it would have been cool if blue sky was able to release it unfortunately disney shut them down that's one thing that i got really upset when that disney did when they did it but yeah uh i would probably expect a full-length trailer for this one to come out soon and i'll discuss that more in depth but as of now the animation looks very good uh i'm really liking what i'm seeing from this movie and i'm excited to see blue sky's last hurrah i guess we can call this uh our next and final trailer i would like to talk about is killers of the flower moon the osage took their name from missouri and osage rivers Neukonska. Children of the Middle Waters. Move. 
said the great white father. There are many, so many hungry wolves. Can you find the wolves in this picture? Killers of the Flower Moon is Martin Scorsese's new movie. I talked about it a bit during my CinemaCon coverage. Um, I'm excited for this. This is very much a teaser trailer. We don't get to see a lot of the story. It is mainly uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's narration while uh, some, some footage from the film is playing. But the production design looks gorgeous. It seems pretty, it's pretty accurate to the time it's portraying. This is obviously about uh the like exploitation of the osage tribe because the white men want want oil uh this movie is three hours and 26 minutes long um although so so as i'm recording this we did get some reviews that came out today some people actually saw this movie uh, and this movie doesn't come out till october so they saw it like months early but they really liked it and a lot of them said it flew by so maybe the three hours and 26 minutes won't be too bad i do look forward to this i like martin martin scorsese he's one of the greatest directors of all time he usually does not miss i can't i can't remember if he's ever missed but i think everyone's had a bad day at the office at least once even steven spielberg has had a bad day at the office but yeah uh i i'm very excited to see a martin scorsese movie and he's never done a movie with leonardo dicaprio and robert de niro starring with each other so that should be very interesting to see i think um Brendan Fraser is in this movie as well, which makes me excited. I think I'm just I'm just excited to see this movie. Uh, I can't wait to see more footage from it. And Apple TV is being very smart. They're putting this in theaters, giving it a full theatrical run before this goes to Apple TV, which is smart because that is how you get people to watch your movies on streaming. People are more inclined to watch movies on streaming if they have been in the theater before. It entices them, and the quicker studios learn that, I think the better things will be for them. But yeah, I'm... I, I'm excited to see this. I'm excited to see what Martin Scorsese does. The reviews are really good, so that gets me even more excited. And I'm excited to see more footage from the movie when another trailer comes out. And with trailers out of the way, let's move on to news. And our first couple news stories involve some news for the MCU. Our first story comes from Marvel.com, and it involves some release dates for some Marvel Studios shows. Season 2 of Loki will premiere on October 6th, and it will continue from where the first season left off. During 2022's D23 Expo, star Tom Hiddleston teased that viewers will find Loki in a familiar but strange place. Loki is back at the TVA. He had a very difficult confrontation of Sylvie, and Mobius and Hunter B-15 don't know who he is. Only Time will tell what happens next. All episodes of Echo 
will drop on November 29th. The new series tells the origin story of Maya Lopez, whose ruthless behavior in New York City catches up with her in her hometown. She must face her past, reconnect with her Native American roots, and embrace the meaning of family and community if she ever hopes to move forward. Um, the obvious elephant in the room that needs to be addressed for Loki Season 2 is Jonathan Majors. He is obviously going to play a large part in this series. Jonathan Majors plays Kang, if you don't know. And by the time the season comes out, we should have a verdict in the court case. I don't know. I'm not, like, an expert on the legal system, so I don't know if we'll have a verdict on the court case or not. Uh, if he is found guilty, I don't know how you advertise this show or how it is going to be received if you have someone who is found guilty of assault as one of your main stars like your main villain of the show i think they may have to delay it if he is found guilty so i don't know if this really state is set in stone even if he is found innocent many people aren't going to be willing to let go of what he did so it is still going to affect the show this is just a sucky situation for marvel i really don't envy them i don't know how they are going to deal with this situation it's it's obviously a very difficult thing to deal with, and hopefully they can figure out how to do it and how to get get through it. Um, I think they may have to recast, but they can't really recast because this show's already been filmed. So they may just have to accept that he is in this show and move forward and just say we don't condone what he did and we are recasting the character depending on what things happen with the Jonathan Majors case. Um, my own excitement for this season has been dampened by the Jonathan Majors situation, which really sucks because I loved season one and I was very excited to see what they're going to do with season two. And I don't know how excited, how excited I can be until this Jonathan Majors situation is resolved. Now, Echo is an interesting case because it marks the first time Disney Plus has dropped a big show all at once. It remains to be seen if they are doing this because it isn't very good and Marvel has no faith in it, or if it is because they just think it works better as a binge. We are supposed to see the return of some Daredevil characters in this show, and so I know people are going to be very excited for that, and that's going to be a main draw for people in this show. Um... And the people who saw footage at D23 seemed to like what they saw and found it interesting. Marvel shows can be a bit hit or miss if you've watched them, but maybe this will work when we can view it all at once. Uh, it should be very interesting for me to come up with a review for this, because I've yet to review a show all at once. I did The Mandalorian episode by episode. I'm going to do Secret Invasion episode by episode that starts in June. Get excited for that. Um, but yeah... I, it should be interesting to just review a whole show all at once, and hopefully I'm able to do it. Um, our next bit of news comes from Deadline. Actresses Brianna Hildebrand and Shiola Kitsuna have been clo have closed deals to return for Deadpool 3, joining Ryan Reynolds and many more in the threequel that Sean Levy will direct and produce for Marvel Studios. Hildebrand reprises her role from the first two films as Negasonic Teenage Warhead, the mutant cohort of Reynolds' Merc with a Mouth, with the ability to generate nuclear explosions. Kitsuna plays Negasonic Teenage Warhead's girlfriend Yukio, a Japanese mutant ninja introduced in Deadpool 2. Reynolds, Levy, Paul Wernick, Rhett Reese, and Zeb Walls have scripted Deadpool 3, and Reynolds will also produce alongside Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige, who is being introduced to the franchise for the first time following Disney's acquisition of Fox. Other Deadpool 
veterans returning for the threequel include Karen Sony, Leslie Uggams, Marina Bakurian, Stefan Kapikik, and Rob Delaney, who previously portrayed Deadpool's cab driver, sidekick Dopinder, his roommate Blind Al, his fiance Vanessa, the Metallic Mutant Colossus, and Human X-Force member Peter. Newcomers to the franchise will include Hugh Jackman, as well as Emma Corrin and Matthew McFadden. Um, I mentioned on this show before when we were talking about casting that I was wondering if they were going to bring Negasonic Teenage Warhead back. And now we have official confirmation. I didn't mention Yukio. I wasn't sure if Yukio was an important enough character to bring back, but apparently she is, and we are getting Yukio back. Uh, I think her and Yukio were the last ones we needed to bring the integral gang back together. So this is pretty exciting that we have pretty much the whole gang back. Uh, I have also expressed excitement at newcomer Matthew McFadden because I love him as Tom in Succession. Uh, if you aren't watching Succession, this is your reminder to watch Succession. There's two episodes left before the show ends. It's a very good show. Please, please watch Succession. I'm excited the gang is back together, and I am excited to see what they are going to do with Deadpool 3. Although I am a little nervous because they aren't going to be able to do improv or make changes to the script due to the WGA strike that what the script they have is locked and loaded and I don't know how important making changes to the script or improvising was for the first two Deadpool movies so hopefully it won't have a huge effect on this one I guess it just remains to be seen we don't know um but yeah I'm still excited for this movie while a tiny bit apprehensive due to the WGA strike but maybe by the strike will end sooner rather than later and they can do what they need to do to make this film as good as possible. Our next news story involves another Marvel property outside of the MCU. Eyes, lungs, pancreas, so many snacks, so little time. If you don't recognize that clip, that is from the movie Venom. And our next news story comes from Deadline, and it involves new casting for Venom 3. Chiwetel Ejiofor has been cast in Venom 3. Tom Hardy is set to return as the titular character, with the franchise's longtime writer, Kelly Marcel, taking over the directing reins. Juno Temple is also on board. Marcel and Hardy will also produce, with Marcel writing the screenplay from a story she and Hardy wrote. Avia Rod, Matt Tomac, Amy Pascal, and Hutch Poker also are producing. Plot details are unknown as is who Edgia 4 is playing. Now, if you may remember, Chiwetel Edgia 4 is also in the MCU. He plays Baron Mordo. So we have another character uh, crossing over to another Marvel universe, get, uh, getting ready to um, join, yeah, join a new Marvel universe. Uh, I'm curious to see what character he will be playing. It should be interesting to see who he'll be playing. Ejiofor is a great actor, so I'm sure who I'm sure whoever he is playing, he will be very good at doing what he is what he is uh, supposed to do. I'm I'm not necessarily excited for Venom Three. I 
Uh, I didn't really like the second one that much. The first one's fine. The first one's like a good guilty pleasure movie. The first one's a fine movie. I thought the second one was rushed, and I wish we could have gotten more Carnage, and I didn't necessarily like the way they portrayed Carnage. I think the movie should have maybe been rated R. But yeah, I'm interested to see who Edgy of Four will be playing, and I wonder... I wonder why he decided to join a non-MCU Marvel project. They probably offered him a lot of money. That's that's why a lot of people do the things they do. Money talks. Anyway, now with that news story out of the way, let's move on to reviews. Our first review is for Book Club, The Next Chapter. I'm delighted that you'll be joining us tonight. There's no problem if four random women show up. This is Italy. There's always room for random beautiful women. Gianni! Who is Gianni? What are you doing here? This is my cooking school. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm here to start the animal's bush. I think somebody's bush is already quite amused. Book Club The Next Chapter is written and directed by Bill Holderman and stars Diana Keaton, Jane Fonda, Candace Burge, Mary Steensbergen, Craig T. Nelson, Jean Carlo Gianni, Andy Garcia, and Don Johnson. In the film, four best friends take their book club to Italy for the fun girls trip they never had. When things go off the rails and secrets are revealed, their relaxing vacation turns into a once-in-a-lifetime cross-country adventure. Um, this movie is exactly what you expect it to be. I mean, you, you look at the trailer and you know what movie you're getting. And we've had tons of movies starring old, old older women. Like, we had 80 for Brady earlier this year. This is a movie in that same vein. This is a sequel to uh, the 2018 book club, which I actually watched for the first time this week. And it was fine. It's a fine movie. And this movie is fine, too. It has its audience, and it works for its audience. This is just a movie with funny old women getting to shenanigans. They're all good. They're all funny. They're, you, they give you exactly what you want. They There's... They're getting in relationships with older men. This is a movie, you know, this is a movie about one of these older women getting married. They're, like, in their 70s. So it's also, a dis there's also some discussions, like, are they too old to get married? They never thought they would get married in this time in their lives. And, like, they, they go through relation relationship troubles and all of that. Again, it's it's kind of the exact movie you would expect. They're They're traveling through Italy. They drink a lot of wine. They eat a lot of food. I would, I did, I will say this movie did make me want to go to Italy. Italy looked a lot of fun in this movie, and the food looked very good. There's a scene where um, one of them is like in in this guy's in this chef's kitchen, and they're talking about food because one of them is a professional chef, and they work at this guy. And yeah, it's I <laughs> the movie did make me hungry. I think. These women were having a lot of fun with this movie, and it shows. There's there's a lot of laughing, and again, some of the jokes are funny. There's there was one joke in a church that made me crack up quite a bit. So yeah, I I mean you know exactly what movie you are getting with this. This isn't gonna be an incredibly long review because I mean what what more can you say about Book Club the next chapter? I think the ending was pretty sweet. I do think it goes on for a bit long. 
when we get to the wedding at the end of the movie, I was kind of hoping they would wrap things up a bit. It's it's kind of predictable, you know. You pretty much know what's going to happen in a movie like this. But yeah, I mean, it's a good time. I I would maybe I'd probably wait for streaming. This is not one you need to go see in theaters, but if you watch the trailer and you and you thought this movie looked good, yeah, go ahead and see. Go ahead and watch it at some point. Like I said, you probably don't need to see this in theaters, but I think you'll have a good time at this one. Our next review is for the movie Crater. Most important thing to remember. This is a bad idea. Watch out! Watch out! It's not just about where you're going. Meteor shower! Addison, run! It's about how you get there. The people you get there with. Caleb, what's in the crater? I don't know. Guess we'll find out. You guys go first. You're never quite the same as you were when you began. These were the best two days of my life. Crater is directed by Kyle Patrick Alvarez and written by John Griffin. It stars Isaiah Russell Bailey, McKenna Grace, Billy Barrett, Orson Hong, Thomas Boyce, and Scott Muscuti. In the film, Caleb Channing is about to be relocated to an idyllic faraway planet following his father's death. To fulfill his dad's last wish before leaving, he and his three best friends hijack a rover to explore a mysterious crater. So, from that description, you can tell that this movie is going to feature child acting. Um, and so... Usually, sometimes child acting can be a bit uh, hit or miss, and I think it's pretty good in this movie. I, uh, all these chi- children are good actors, and w- right when I didn't know much about this movie going into it, I think I saw the trailer once and I read the description. But right when you go into this movie, you feel for this kid. This kid's dad just died, and as a part of his dad's contract, if his dad dies in the mines, he gets to go to this to this new planet i forget the name of it but it but in order to get this planet he has to be on a ship it's a 75 year trip and he is going to be in cryo sleep which means he has to leave his friends so not only did he lose his dad he's about to lose his friends too so you kind of just immediately feel for this kid and honestly this movie is a lot more real than I expected. It's a Goonie-esque movie, so I kind of expected uh, some fun child adventures with maybe some like sad backstories. But no, this this movie is very, very sad. First of all, these children are living on the moon, and the moon sucks. It's all like one they're all under these like scam contracts. It's very dystopian, which I'm surprised they uh, addressed in a Disney movie. These people are under contracts. They're 20 year contracts. If they work in the mines for 20 years, they get to go to this idyllic planet. Except if you do anything wrong, you miss a day, they add years onto their contracts. These people are just stuck here. And some of them never get to go home. There's one kid whose family has been on the moon for generations and it's it's affected him his heart is his heart is big because his family has been on here on this moon for so many generations that it's affected his health and it, this is i was surprised this was addressed in a disney plus movie it's very a lot of this movie is very depressing like these kids have very depressing backstories some of their family is dead there's one there's one girl um he, she's from earth and her 
family got divorced and her mom goes to the idyllic planet and she goes because she apparently she hates her ex-husband so much that she's she wanted to leave earth and but, but the thing is when she left earth she takes away this earth girl's brother and then, and so she's really sad about it. She loved her brother. She says, they took away my best friend. This is all, it's all very sad and it helps you connect to these kids. Like you, you really connect to their tragic backstories and you really feel for these kids. It's, I, and like the ending of this movie, I was crying at the end of this movie. I, I was surprised how much I liked this movie because I saw like some of the Rotten Tomatoes reviews were not very good. A lot of critics on Rotten Tomatoes were not big fans of this movie, so I was surprised how much I ended up liking this, but I was also surprised how, like, again, how depressing it is, but, and I mean, there's fun to be had, like, they are going on adventures, these kids do act like kids, including doing stupid stuff, so you you do get to see them act like kids, I, I was kind of worried they wouldn't have them act like kids in this movie, but they do, they do, they do act how kids would act the vfx in this movie are good um i imagine it wasn't too incredibly hard to do the vfx in this movie i mean disney's a multi-billion dollar company they can do whatever they want for this streaming service but yeah i was just surprised with the quality of this film it's it's fun you get to see these kids have fun like you will i think you will have fun at this movie but just be prepared to be a little sad um because yeah, it, it it is a little it is a little sad and it's a little depressing and it's a lot more heavy than I thought when I went than I thought it was gonna be when I went into this movie. But yeah, I really enjoyed this one. And like I said, by the end I was tearing up because I connected to these characters. Yeah, I highly recommend this one. Alright. Our next review is for the mother. I hate it here. Home. Not till you know how to survive. Everything it takes. You're scaring me. Every time I look at you, I'm scared. Look at the mess you made. You're not getting away this time. You burned down our entire world for her. Yes. <laughs> I'm a killer. And I'm also a mother. And I will die protecting her. The Mother is directed by Nikki Caro with a screenplay by Misha Green, Andrea Berloff, and Peter Craig. It stars Jennifer Lopez, Joseph Finesse, Lucy Paez, Omari Hardwick, Paul Rachi, and Gael Garcia Bernal. In the film, while fleeing from dangerous assailants, an assassin comes out of hiding to protect her daughter she left earlier in life. This was another movie I kind of went in blind to. Uh, I I think I saw the trailer once, kind of like Crater, and I did not really remember it, and I kind of needed a description for this movie. Um, Right when this movie opens, you feel for this character. She is having her daughter taken away from her for her daughter's protection. She's being... Uh, pursued by someone we don't know who we we get that info later in the movie but they kind of they keep it withheld from you for a while so it's a little bit of a mystery of what her past is um and while I while I feel for this character in the beginning of the movie I think as the movie goes on it does get a bit hard to connect with her uh she's very hardened 
and that's probably the point. I mean, um, if you lose your daughter, you probably will become hardened. But I think that kind of uh, hurt me, f like, feeling the emotional impact I was supposed to feel with this film. Um, <laughs> the daughter in this movie is also kind of dumb, which also hurt the emotional impact. And really, uh, the first half of this movie is is her trying to save her daughter from what's going on um in this movie the movie gets right into it after the intro we're pretty much right into the uh <laughs> her daughter getting kidnapped and needing to save her and it's a pretty simple story it's save her daughter and then the second half of the movie is her pretty much teaching her daughter how to defend herself and her daughter wants to go home you can hear that a bit in the clip i showed but yeah, I just think the emotional moments fall a bit short in this movie just due to the way they um just to, due to the way these characters act. Uh Jennifer Lopez's character who never gets a name. She's just called the mother. She like her acting hardened and the daughter acting kind of dumb like she plays with wolf cubs. I mean, what do you think's going to happen if you play with wolf cubs? The mother wolf's going to show up. Well, yeah, like I said this the story's pretty simple. It's you, it's your pretty standard action movie. Um, I, I there's not like I don't think there's really any action scenes that stood out to me in this movie. I think a lot of them felt a bit samey. Um, the movie is well made. I will say it is. It is a very good looking movie. I, I will. I do appreciate how characters actually get hurt in this action movie. Um, we have a review for Fast X later on in the show. In characters don't really get hurt in that movie the people are kind of invincible i i do think the villain is kind of meh in this movie i don't i didn't really care about the villain the villain is just there to be a threat and to give jennifer lopez's character someone to defeat and yeah the second half's kind of meh the time she's spending with her daughter which i think is the side you're supposed to connect the, that's the half you're supposed to connect to emotionally and i just really didn't that much but, I mean, the movie's fine. If you're looking for something to do on a Friday night, you can pop this on Netflix and you'll probably be okay watching it. It's it's a fine movie. It's a fine action sequence. It's it's, it's a fine action movie. It's nothing really special. There, there's fine action sequences here. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you want something to watch on a Friday night, throw this on. Other than that, it's it's fine. Our next review is for White Men Can't Jump. I just need somebody who can play so I can make some money. You're joking, right? 500000 for one day of hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can hustle a few games together to get the money for the entry fee. I'll find some marks. Those short shorts look incredible on you. Throw them off their game. You have an OnlyFans? And we'll clean up. You gonna wear that trash bag? You gonna wear that fake-ass Richard Simmons outfit? Oh! I don't know, bro. I bet y'all got one coming in these dead eyes. Release for me. Release for me. That's the bit out there. Don't spend any of the money until we can cover the fee. I should be saying that to you. Well, I'm good with money. So am I. So am I. Me too. Me too. Word. Word, bro. White Men Can't Jump is directed by Kyle Maddock and written by Kenya Barris and Doug Hall from a story they co-wrote with Ron Shelton. It stars Cinqua Walls, Jack Harlow, Tayana Taylor, Laura Harrier, Vince Staples, Miles Bullock, and Lance Reddick. In the film, two ballers, opposites who are seemingly miles apart, find they might have more in common than they imagined possible.
So I think, uh, full disclosure before I start this review, I think I should state that this is a remake and I have not seen the original. It was on my schedule to watch the original this week and I just never got around to it. I got busy and I just never got the chance to watch it. So I can't really compare this one to the original. So I'm coming at this as a newcomer. Um, but yeah, uh, you do, I'm, I'm, yeah, I know I've said it before with these other movies, but you do feel for these two characters. They are both poor, um, and they both, they both love basketball, and they've had hardships in their lives that have kept them from doing what they love. Um, uh, the Sing, uh, Sinqua Walls character, um, I forget his name, he, ended up getting in a fight that kind of ruined his basketball career. He was able to go, he he was good enough to go to the pros. He was just never got to do it. And then Jack Harlow's character, uh, he tore his ACL, I think twice, which kept him from achieving his basketball dreams. So you feel for these characters. Um, and they still, they still play basketball, obviously, because that's the whole point of this movie. And that's what they love. And people are in like, Cinqua Wall's character has to deal with being questioned why he's being why he is a delivery man and not a basketball player and he he hates dealing with that. Jack Harlow every once in a while his 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 character's knees will start hurting and like I said these characters are very poor they're dealing with financial issues which is what leads them to start this little con and start playing basketball to earn some money. I will say for like the first like 20 minutes of this movie, I wasn't that interested, but it does get interesting when they start conning people to play some basketball. I think Jack Harlow, this is Jack Harlow's first acting role and he does pretty good here better than I expected him to do from his first acting role. They do say this movie's a comedy, but I didn't really find it that funny. There are a few good jokes. If you watch the trailer, there's a joke involving a flamethrower, which I'm kind of upset they spoiled in the trailer because I think it's one of the best jokes in the movie. Um, a lot of the jokes involve race, and some of them are funny, but this film is written by Kenya Barris, and Kenya Barris is very heavy-handed with his race allegories and, and, and race discussions. Um, and like a lot of the movies he writes feel... Sammy, he wrote another movie uh, recently called You People, and, and the, some of the race discussions in that feel very similar to some of the race discussions in this. It feels very heavy-handed, and they feel very samey. Um, you do like the relationship between these two characters. Uh, I will say that you do, you do um, feel you do connect with their relationship, and you do want them to be friends. Um, but we've seen plenty of stories like this, and I think we've seen stories like this done better. This movie has like a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes last time I checked. I definitely don't think it deserved that. It's another movie on streaming that's fine. If you want to sit down on a Friday night and watch this, I don't think you'll regret it. I think some, some people are sometimes too harsh on these movies. Like, Crater had like a 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think that deserves better. I really liked Crater. This movie's fine. It's not, it's nothing offensive, and I'm sure a lot of those critics probably watched the original, and had I watched the original, I'd probably be a bit harsher on this movie. I think a lot of the critics have said this movie is unneeded, but most movies are unneeded. No movie's necessary, but people just make movies, and to tell, to tell the stories they want to tell, no movie was ever needed. But yeah, we've seen stories like this done better. I think... If you like basketball, you'll like this movie. If you, if you, uh, and there's probably, so there's a few good jokes 
to be had. So like Mother, if you want something to do on a Friday night and you want to pop something light and easy on, this movie's very light and easy, you can you can pop this on and you'll probably have a good time with it. Now, for our final review for the day, we have our review for Fast X. Do you like surprises? I adore them. I'd stay down if I was you. You'll need to hit me harder for that. The game's over, Dom. You lose. This is your last ride. Then you might want to buckle up. Fast X is directed by Louis Leterrier from a story written by Don Mazou, Justin Lin, and Zach Dean. It stars Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Chris Ludacris Bridges, John Cena, Natalie Nathalie Emmanuel, Jordana Brewster, Sung Kang, Scott Eastwood, Daniela Melchior, Alan Richson, Helen Mirren, Brie Larson, Rita Morano, Jason Statham, Jason Momoa, and Charlize Theron. The film's plot is as follows. Over many missions and against impossible odds, Dom Toretto and his family have outsmarted and outdriven every foe in their path. Now they must confront the most lethal opponent they've ever faced. Fueled by revenge, a terrifying fret emerges from the shadows of the past to shatter Dom's world and destroy everything and everyone he loves. So I'm pretty sure I have mastered the mindset to go into these Fast and Furious movies. Um, because I, I really liked this movie and I liked pretty much every Fast and Furious movie. I just turned my brain off and I accept it into my heart. And this is supposed to be the first part of the epic conclusion of this franchise. Uh, we don't know if it's part one of two or part one of three. I think this film's box office is going to decide that. Um, uh, Vin Diesel said in an interview last week that the studio wants to do three parts, but we'll see how much money it makes. I don't think it's set to make a lot. I think it's not going to do well in the United States, but it may do well in other parts of the world but yeah i think i mastered the mindset to go into these movies as i said because like i really i really liked this movie uh you have your classic fast and furious action in this movie of course um i think this movie is less crazy than the last one which i think some people really like because some people thought the last movie was too crazy i love when these movies go crazy because it's it's nice to laugh at I'm a big I'm a big fan when these movies go crazy. But yeah, this one's less crazy. Uh they do play like Rocket League with a bob and stuff. <laughs> but nothing as crazy as sending a Pontiac Fiero to space. I think some of the action is unneeded and just there to have an action sequence. Um mainly if like Michelle Rodriguez and Charlize Theron's character and there's another fight in the movie I'm not going to get into that felt unneeded and just there for action but other than that there are some really cool action sequences in this movie I really like the villain in this movie and that uh Jason Momoa has been getting a lot of praise as the villain in this movie and it is well deserved people have described him as the Joker of the Fast and Furious franchise and he is he is Dom's Joker uh he is very much out to get Dom, and he's crazy. They mention he has psychotic tendencies, but it's it's so fun to watch him, and he's so funny. He's very flamboyant. He'll do stuff like paint dead guys' toes, 
I he's probably the best villain this franchise has ever had. I loved it. Um this this really does feel like the beginning of the epic conclusion to the Fast and Furious franchise. There is a lot going on in this movie. It very much feels like the Infinity War of the Fast and Furious franchise. The team is split up for most of this, which I did not expect. There are a few things in this movie that happen, like a few things in this movie that happen that I did not expect to happen. And so, yeah, a lot of the team is split up, which means we'll spend a lot of time focused on a character and then we'll be away from them for a while, and then we will go back to that character. I will. Michelle Rodriguez is not in this movie a lot, and I'm sure she'll be featured a lot in the next movie. But yeah, there's just a lot going on in this movie, like there was a lot going on in Infinity War. But despite there being a lot going on, this I felt like this movie went by like really fast. Like By the time the two hours and 20 minutes were up, I was like, really? It's over already? And with this being the first part of a conclusion... This movie does end on a cliffhanger. I think I you aren't going to get the conclusion of this story in this movie. It does end on a cliffhanger. And I liked the cliffhanger. Um, I know some people aren't. But like I said, I have the mindset for these movies. Do I know certain characters are going to be alright? Sure. But you just have to go with the flow with these movies. And just kind of turn your brain off. And follow where the movie is leading you. And just accept where it's leading you. And you'll have a good time with this like I had a good time with this turn your brain off accept what it wants you to accept and just just move just go like I've seen some like there's some reviews being like Vin Diesel feels like he's acting all serious while everyone else knows what movie they're in see you're thinking too hard do not think too hard while watching this movie and you will have a pleasant time just to just turn that brain off I really liked this movie. I can't wait to see Fast X Part 2 or whatever they decide to call it. I'm upset we have to wait till 2025 to watch it. I think everyone in this movie is good. There's You saw me read the cast. It is a very stacked cast. And some people have complained that the family does not get... Uh, that, like, the family's too big. And, I mean, I can see where they're coming from. Like I said, there's parts of the movie where we cut to other parts of the family... And we don't see some parts of the family for long periods of time. But like I said, just don't think too hard about it and you'll enjoy this one. I think this is a good one to see in theaters if you're into that kind of stuff. Um, I guess you can wait for streaming, but I, I had a good time watching this in theaters. And I think maybe you will too if you have the ability to turn your brain off like I do. And we don't really have time to get to the box office. So that is all we really have for two days show thank you guys for listening like i said it's my first show from home so it may things may be a little a little weird a little janky just bear with me we'll try to we'll try to figure it out as the summer goes along but yeah just thank you guys for listening thank you for continuing to listen to me over the summer uh let's let's read off my social media again just to remind you if you have any questions comments concerns and put anything you want to tell me about or just want to see what i'm talking about you can follow me on my twitter at kale underscore decat that's at c-a-l-e underscore d-e-k-a-t i also have an instagram that's at dig 68 at g-d-i-g-s 68 I also have a letterboxed, which is also at digs68. Like I said, thank you guys for listening to the show, uh, and we'll we'll continue to get better and work out any kinks we've had from working from home this first week, as 
the summer moves along. Thank you for listening. This has been Kale's Movie Hour. I'm your host. I was your host, Kale Deckett, on Wildcat 919. You belong. Please have a good one.